Welcome to the latest episode of the Worldwide Weebcast on the Red Leaf Retrocast. It is episode 5, and we're discussing deep narrative in anime, and the hickey's choice of the hit 1999 show, Two Heart. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) We're all super excited. You guys are all weak. To talk about... (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was Hickey's pick, uh... Next one will be Sailor Moon, which was a suggestion from a fan. And uh, we'll get to that later. Where can we find the podcast, Joe? Where can't we find the podcast? Uh, Go on. (laughs) (laughs) On Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Um, Are we on Last FM? Is that where we were? Uh, It is on there. Uh. Most content aggregators, I find it through the uh, podcast addict on the Android store, and I'm sure there's plenty of others. Yes, Most you can importantly, also find it on the YouTube uh, channel and Vidme of Moosenspiel. And Podbean. Yes, Podbean is the most important. <laughs> That's the hub. <laughs> we are sponsored by David's Tea, the best tea in the world. I'm drinking it right now. After spending an entire day at the roller coaster park with my mom yesterday, I am yeah. incredibly sunburned. My body hurts. You could never do my job. Ever. No way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I mean, it was a solid 77 degrees Fahrenheit. Or 26 degrees Celsius. Oh, yeah. come on. It's not that bad. <laughs> It's only 26. You would never do job. <laughs> it was 36 degrees Celsius and humid. It was 26 oh. yesterday, and guess what? I'm in the middle of the winter, so it's not no, that bad. Quotes, okay? You know that's bullshit. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I know my internet. I know my internet's very punny. Okay, you don't need to remember me. Winter. 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 The rain season. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you only have two seasons: summer and hell. Oh, Not summer wow. and rain. It's yeah, it's <laughs> summer. When it when it rains, it's winter. Doesn't matter the, the time of the year. When it rains, it's summer here. When it rains, it's also winter or fall or spring, whatever. That's because you live in the middle of the. We also spring. referred to it as Monday. <laughs> oh yeah. God. No, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun fun day. I went to the baseball game, Blue Jays, on Friday with her. We both got pretty drunk, so I was hungover at the theme park for a good few hours of the morning. So that's that's that always helps a hangover, getting thrashed around in a, in a, yeah. in a roller coaster in a roller made coaster. in the 80s. <laughs> as long as you can hold it down. Uh, I held mine down. She uh, only lasted two rides before... <laughs> <laughs> it came up. <laughs> so that was That's pretty terrible. Yeah, we terrible. get off the second ride, and she goes, "I need to find a bathroom." <laughs> <laughs> go, oh, what's wrong? It's in my throat. <laughs> Can't say that about your mother. Oh, I was so happy to have her here. It's been it's been the worst summer ever that I can remember. <laughs> when I have to come up with reasons of like, I, at least I haven't been hit by a car this summer. At least you don't have cancer. At least I don't have polio, don't have cancer, don't have any STDs or illegitimate interracial children that I know of. No AIDS, it's good. Right? Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, Alright, good. Is everyone reeled back? Cool. Alright, let's get on to the next point. 
<laughs> have we lost most of our listeners? Great. Right. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good to have her. I mean, I only see my family maybe once a year. So, uh, what have you been up to, Joe? How you doing? Uh, how you fucking, doing? How, you, how am I doing? I'm doing yeah. all right. Mostly just work, man. Uh, and then trudging my way through too hard, only to drop it at episode twelve. I couldn't do it. <laughs> weak. Wow. Okay. You a bunch of weaklings. Yeah, it was so incredibly nothing. I know. Joe, to be but fair, it took to me, that. what was it, like three weeks to finish 13 episodes? <laughs> two sittings. To be fair, I watched it at two-thousand speed. That's how bo- bored I was. <laughs> yeah, it took me a week. That's that's very long. No spoilers. <laughs> I, I don't... Alright, we'll get into that later. Exactly. Tori. Yes, we will. Tori. Yes, me. The Gates. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. It was my birthday yesterday, and I was all alone, so I turned 22, and uh, nobody was there to say anything to me. So. Oh, it was your yes, birthday? Yes, we were. Sorry, I was Shut busy up. having fun with my mom. <laughs> yes, you were. Uh, I think I got a congratulation from Sammy. I didn't know yeah. it was your birthday. I thought Sammy. you were playing Hearthstone with Sammy. I was like, I'm not going to voice chat. Nah. I was playing Hearthstone with Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I read that in, uh, in the line of one of the rides. Like, I see Tori's message. Just, uh, I had to create an American account to play. I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. now I knew. Well, I can't. when you play Hearthstone, you can't play with people, you know, unless you're in the same region as them, which is kind of fucked up. That's just stupid. <laughs> it is. Well, we can't have Norwegians beating us at Hearthstone, Joe. Do Norwegians exactly. beat us at anything? Yes. Cross-country skiing. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Biathlon. <laughs> Winter sports. Roll. <laughs> that's not hockey. Well, eh, okay, you be possibly the ski jump. <laughs> oh well, we ha- we haven't been that good at ski jumping for a while. But well, the I mean, bobsled. it's the Austrian sport now. Bobsleds for Germans. <laughs> that's true. And uh, fat Americans somehow uh, that win. <laughs> hey, we can even compete. We can even compete with uh, what's that sport? We can, can even compete with the Canadians, like it was curling. Yeah, curling. Oh, Norwegians are good at curling, yeah. yeah you think they'd be better at hockey, need... but what are you going to do? I mean, the they're funny pretty thing good at hockey. It's just with... we kind of took a stranglehold on that shit. <laughs> we can't, or we can compete with Canadians in curling, which is kind of funny because we don't even have professional curling teams. <laughs> Curling's a lot of fun. When I moved to Canada, I was like, I'm joining a curling club. <laughs> and then you started bowling. Bowling on ice? Mm. What more could I ask for? Uh, regular bowling. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, wait, bowling's inside and it's all year round. <laughs> and it's warm or cool, depending on what you need. That's right. Hickey. Yes. How you doing? I would ask you in Portuguese, but I don't know what, how to say that in Portuguese. I'll teach you later. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay. Winter break ended, so I'm back at college. I started working on my thesis. On my form and final paper. Uh that's going to be complicated. What's your, uh, what's your final expensive. paper about? It's about fundamental rights and the constitution against uh, cryptography technology. I'm a very smart guy. I need to start fucking uh, learning programming and stuff like that so I can make a law final paper. It's amazing. Not. Anyway. Uh, going to be interesting because I was, I was waiting for the classes to come back. Because like we, we mm-hmm. said a lot of times, I'm watching everything in the season. So 
I want to see how many days it takes for me to start feeling the burnout. It's becoming a very interesting experiment. Not really. There are there are shows that I'm postponing. Uh, I started realizing that, especially the the NTR, because I can't I can't watch that shit. <laughs> but it's way too vanilla. <laughs> Look. Yeah. Okay. Vanilla. Okay. Right. Yeah. We were talking about that. Uh, later, later. So feel, please don't talk about my preferences in the podcast. <laughs> and Maybe I will. No, please don't. You're blackmailing me? You're fucking blackmailing me? Fuck you. Uh, but I, I want to see... Would it be Portuguese mail? <laughs> Racism. Just... Okay, continue. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> Uh, it's like I don't like the way you used black and blackmail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you assuming my color? No. Did I did this I assume my rough. my own color? <laughs> oh, anyway. So, yeah, it's going to be fun because I usually study in the morning, work in the afternoon, and when I go home, I study more 4 hours. But I have like five five hours of anime every day to watch. That's that's not well, closing like twenty four hours. <laughs> I work in a courthouse. I work I work there with a judge. I basically do the the judge job for him or for her in, in my case, and she just signed stuff and say good job. That's basically what I do every single day. Gets a little head pat from senpai. I hope when I meet the judge that's handling my case, uh, it'll be that simple as well. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't honestly imagine it won't be. Well, we'll see. I'm not. I'm not excited for Canadian court. That's for sure. <laughs> ah, come on. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, you've, probably, you've been to probably Canadian better court, than Nikki? mine. No, probably. <laughs> it's probably better than mine. Uh, sometimes people start screaming and I can, I can hear them angry and fighting in the courtroom. So I I'm guess sure it's it's just the gonna everywhere. the guy won't be there. If if he if he is, he's just gonna be chained in the in the chair and they they're gonna ask him some questions and that's it. It's it's not that difficult. It doesn't change much from, from place Hannibal to place. Lecter? Jesus. <laughs> no. Yes. Maybe. All right. Since uh, since we're on the topic of talking to you, Hickey, and yes. you're talking about your summer anime, I think we yes. should do the summer anime update. What do you think? Well, there are two shows that I would like to highlight this day. The first of all is The Reflection. It finally uh, released, and it's very interesting. Every, is everyone here watching The Reflection? Or it's just me. I am. Oh, you I should. Now. I continue I to see. not, but I'm supposed to. I saw yeah. the first episode. It is very interesting. First of all, it looks like a 70s uh, comic book cartoon, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in the 70s, basically what they will do with comic books like Spider-Man and Batman, that, that kind of stuff, you know what I'm talking about. They would just animate mm-hmm. the comics. So it looks like that. It looks like a more polished, more modern uh, way of doing so. But it's you 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 see it's the same technique. Also, it feels like a Stanley show. You have it your does. Iron Man, you have the Spider Man. You know, the villains—they look straight out, straight out X Men. But it's mm-hmm. very entertaining. 
it it doesn't look like an anime it feels kind of an anime but it's it's something else i think it's it's highly entertaining if you like old stuff retro stuff and doesn't doesn't like that much of anime i think it it it's really good you know because it looks like a 70s cartoon the other one is the <laughs> yeah, best show any, any any fan of well before you get into that i'd like to sure. uh, continue with the reflection because the the show actually um the show's not doing well to say the least at least from the west perspective west anime fans i mean for for us people like you said people fans of retro and and older things uh the reflection's perfect i love i love the the comic book animation that they're doing it's it's and it's very fresh and different um what i don't what i do notice is when the characters are walking or uh moving slowly the animation gets pretty janky but i've only seen the first episodes or the first episode yeah, no, the the second so that's, episode, that's... Uh, it's just uh, they are talking. Uh, they're talking about the the first. They they're showing you the first fight for another angle. Uh, what the the okay. characters are are talking yeah. like the the guy in the robot suit, like how uh-huh. he interacting, who he is, what his his power, that kind of stuff. It's very interesting yeah. as you well. Know, I like I like when, you know when shows do that. You know what? Uh, the Miami list rating has it right now. <laughs> Four point nine one. Oh boy! <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah, that's, it's that's a shame. People, people lo- uh, immediately turn it off once they see the animation style. That's and that, that's a shame. That, that's it's a, shame. it's a real shame. They don't even give it a try. No, it's very entertaining. Yeah. There are too much. Welcome to now. There are too many American flags for my taste. But aside from that. Oh, that was amazing. It really hit home that, yeah, America, New York, yeah. flags. America. Uh, Daddy, I, think you'll, I think you'll like the second episode then because they'll, they'll really show you, like, what they kind of, not why they did that, but they get, well, they do get into, like, with the robot guy, why, or why that, all these things that happen, like, all these screens and, like, yeah, the, stuff appears, why they did that. The comic books, uh, balloons, the paw, the bang uh, behind the characters, they, they show why it happened. Why the music's yeah. playing as but well. I, I really like that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very well, smart. I, I really it's a like very that. smart show. I really show. like that they get into that. Yes, yes. It's a very smart show, mm. so it's a shame that people are turning it off. The other one is something, it's the best show of the season, of course. And I think <laughs> everyone should witness the show. It is Vatkan Kiske Shokodan, if I'm not mistaken, that that is the name. It's Vatkan's something like that. Uh, Miracle Examiners. It is amazing. Yeah. It's straight up amazing. I don't know what is going on with that shitty show, but it's highly <laughs> entertaining. I think the, now that's the how be- you sell it. <laughs> yep. The best phrase to describe the show is, "What." The fuck, and it and <laughs> yes, it's I have to concur. Yes, things grow from zero to a thousand so quick. Like you introduce them to to those two characters, uh, which one of our friends think they are in a gay relationship, and he is they're literally priests. Hitler. <laughs> yes, uh, they're priests. They they're going to Mexico to to investigate a case of. Uh, virgin conception when a woman gets pregnant without having sex with any man 
and like you know we start with with that miracle and you you already have the high-tech priests but then when you go to mexico when they arrive at the church satanic shit start going on people start dying and then you have nazis and things become a (laughs) sci-fi show (laughs) four episodes Yeah, in four episodes they <laughs> go to oh, like sex in a miracle to fucking Nazis and Vatican helping Nazis and rape, and oh, it it's just people amazing. picking up giant Mary statues. Yeah, people he, using people yes, yes, people using <laughs> Mary statues to kill people. <laughs> it is amazing. I was stopping at sci-fi. I won't say what happens in episode four, but it's amazing. It is amazing. The one thing with the show is they start. They keep pulling things out of this list. You know, we don't like plot magic, but this show is about plot magic. And you accept it because it's so over the top. Every single time they come with something new, you get surprised. It's like, oh shit, really? They are doing that. Okay, let's let's roll with it. Uh it's interesting that it's always they can't they always stop what they did previously. And it keeps stacking. My fear now is that the first case is so over the top, so amazing that I don't know what they're going to do for the rest of the show. I don't know if they're gonna be so like be more absurd than that is right now with Hitler's fans and, and stuff like that, or they're just gonna you know relax for a little bit, do something more, more normal, which would be a shame. I think they keep stacking. I'm betting that the next episode, the next case will be with aliens. That's how. <laughs> What the fuck this show is. I think everyone should watch it at least the first case. I'm ba- I'm getting too passionate about it. I'm I'm going outside of my character. Well, you're not you're not the only one. Um part of one of our one of our many other fans that we have. Many, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about wow, Tori's dozens, literally a dozen. At least ten. <laughs> <laughs> at least ten thousands. At least ten. At least ten. Uh, one one of them was trying to uh, get me to watch the show as well, and I was kind of holding off on it. Um, he quote, I'm quoting him on this. Goes, it's this generation's Evangelion. Yeah, yeah. I was the one who made him to watch that show. I made everyone watch the show. Everyone is watching the show because I said, "Dude, this is amazing. This is something that should be witnessed." It's I I will start yeah. that. It's just amazing. Tori can can talk for himself. How amazing the show is! Now I went on. I I made a couple questions. I went on the I went on the internet. You know when I got it back. Uh, <laughs> this show seems to be heavily influenced by Helsing, taking a lot of its elements, but yet focusing on the church instead of a vampire this time around. Is that true? Wrong. Um. Wait. Not, yeah, not I really. say it's just shitty say... Helsing. <laughs> yeah, I would say it has some similarities, especially with the Nazis. But aside from that, I don't <laughs> think so. I think <laughs> Helsing is is way better show than this one. Uh, I guess. Well, I mean, I think that's like that's like grasping at straws. So if you say they're similar because they both have Nazis, like that's... well, that's not that's not what <laughs> and the church over. and psychos and exorcists. Right. Yeah, and how over the top it is, and yeah, there's, a no. lot, there's a lot more than just it has Nazis. Yeah, but Helsing is over the top in the way that it's just like you know absolutely brutal in everything it does. This show isn't really 
I mean, okay, the deaths are brutal, but you don't really see anything. It's kind of just like, oh, we discovered another uh, another body. Another body. Yes. But it is very over the top in like its execution, such as for example, when you first meet the girl that has like her like virgin conception and they walk into a room and it's just like oh my god she's bleeding from asthma oh my god it's the stigma stigma it's like oh that's like your first to do anything in that show yeah. <laughs> uh, so like that's how the show starts pretty so yeah much. Uh, yeah i wouldn't say they, they compare too much would you say this is a anime people are missing this season because it has like a 6.2 or something on my anime list right now I don't think so. I think they are missing because I think it's highly entertained. It, like I said, it's so over the top. It's so absurd. Every single time they come up with something new, they top what they did before. So you go, what the fuck? How? You know, like, there's no way. I can think of how they can make it better. And they pull it off. They just come out with something out of their butts. So I think that I think it's highly entertaining. If you're not watching, you're not losing anything. You're losing the, the best show to make fun of, to talk with your friends, that kind of show. It's not Clear enough, something Kari, like... actually. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, the Clear Blood Orphan Girl show this season. Yeah, I know, but I, I, think, bad. I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's better to talk about, it's better to make fun of, it's, it's better to have a, a fun, uh, fun moment with your friends. Is Vatican aside from uh, Cleone? Cleone is fun for other reasons. I though I feel bad for Cleone from in the last episode. Uh, I think I've watched this bully that bullied girl trip over the empty bucket forward at least five times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like you, won't, you won't have Nazis but, and drug dealers and rapist priests. I mean, in, the boys are essentially Nazis. Hey, hey, hey! We still mm. haven't found out why she's an orphan yet. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And she hasn't been illness-stricken quite yet. (laughs) (laughs) There's still time for for the Nazis to kill her parents and Satanist Satanist rituals to make her sick. The Nazis are already her classmates at school. (laughs) Clearly, it's just a continuation. The the mass hypnosis is happening. It's just a side story to Vatican. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, no. Uh... We get half. We get halfway through, and she's in the middle of the hospital, and it turns out her illness is she's been possessed by the devil. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she starts backwards crab walking up ceilings. <laughs> up the wall. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'd be on board. Well, the the one show this season I'd like to uh, have high praises for is I finally caved on it was Kakiguri. No, oh, um, yeah, caved on it, huh? I, I Se- sexual yeah, noises uh... the anime <laughs> Say, saying that like it was horrible for you to actually go down Mappa there. showing no. his balls the animation <laughs> yeah it, the English title is Compulsive Gambler it's it's doing everything that I like uh, and the, the faces a lot of people are turned off by the faces and I'm not really understanding why I guess it's just because now the cute girls look ugly but they show emotion. Isn't that what we want? There's so much body language used in the show that they don't need to have all the dialogue and you know how a character's acting. You know what they're thinking. There's not a lot of... They're, they're, the main male character isn't really the main part. He's more or less an observer like you and me. No, Jay, yes. it's fine. We all made a list, you see, and Kakegurui's on the good list, so you don't have to be scared <laughs> that we're going to bully yeah. you because of it. Right. Yep. But, I mean... 
it's the number one show of the season right now. Clearly. It's it's for good reason. I can't speak high praises enough on it. True. Um Also the OP is very ridiculous. good. I can't it's I can't nearly the only thing I'm watching. It's actually taking a week break, I guess. Yeah, it's taking a oh, week break. Oh they are? It is. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, of course, they have to make sure that those faces look on point. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, Mappa. It's not They're a just... nonsense episode then. It's Mappa. They're just new, ma- They're new Manglobe. Oh, oh I don't know about Manglobe. I'm going to get don't sad. I want to. They're not in that position yet. All in due time, friend. Yeah. Remember, taking a week break is normal in this day and age for anime. It's not, not something that a struggling studio. Yeah. Our studio does because they're struggling. Well, what was Probably. it? Um... An anime girl's eyes are more complex than the entire floor of the battleship Yamato. Yeah, but however, I don't think that does not really apply to Kakigurui in that sense. They don't, they don't put that much detail into the eyes. I think they put more Although, detail in the mouth. That was the best <laughs> oh, they do. on the planet. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the noises so I made. Oh, the noise is so <laughs> crap. Watching the show is is it's very good. It's very good for your. Let's play Russian soul. roulette. One bullet in the chamber. If you if yeah. I win, you leave the girls alone. If if you win, you can do whatever you want with her. Here you go. You can shoot me. It's only one bullet. No, better yet, I'll shoot. I'll shoot myself. Ah, oh, the rush. <laughs> yeah, I've never felt so alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm just sitting there going, Ugh! Yes! Ugh! Every single time. Hey, Hickey. Hickey, so did, so did she. Dude, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> this show is amazing. They're, they're, yeah. She had to go to the bathroom to handle all that life she was getting. <laughs> right. Life. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, well, I think it's time, unless anybody else has any high praises for the summer season. A centaur's nope. life is still good. It's yep. still it's okay. still on pace for what you want. Yep. Well, that's good to hear. That's it. So I got. That's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to our topic then. It is deep narratives in anime. Now, this kind of came up uh, while I was watching the anime we're we're going to discuss today, and that's Two Heart. It also came up with making fun of just shows from this season why do we watch anime with a deep story why do we watch something that delves deeper into the plot that's on the surface uh is it good is it bad um do you ex- do you go into a harem anime and expect deep narrative no but you know and, and it all goes on from there so i'd like to start with what is a deep narrative what is that what does that mean that's a uh, topic i learned about an hour ago that's uh, that's what it is yeah <laughs> Well, I wasn't here an hour ago. I was still asleep, recovering, <laughs> recovering, getting yeah. all of my energy ready to discuss what comes now and later. <laughs> so I, I actually asked quite a bit of people in line at the the roller coaster park Wonderland yesterday. What is what is a narrative? What is deep narrative to you? Why do you when you watch a TV show? It doesn't even have to be anime. Uh, in our case, it is. But I was trying to get more information out of just people in line and my mom focused on uh when you're going through a story or plot and about midway you get a heavy backstory that goes into 
a lot of character development uh, or character building what you now know who the character is, why they are who they are, and then it adds something to the plot which makes you care about it more to the ultimate climax. So she gave me a, a quite a quite a big definition of it and it's more or less that's what narrative is and when you go and as we were discussing and people started jumping in line game of thrones is a pretty deep narrative where westeros the the whole people trying to get on the thrones and and fight for one another that's the narrative and then the climax the deeper part is uh, the dragons, the the White Walkers, all of that. It has a it ha it, it it adds to the plot, making it deeper, and it's and it turns out to be more important than what we've seen on the surface. Mm. That was that was th those were some examples that were were given to me by other people as well. So what it, what is what is deep and deep narrative to you guys? All right. Well, uh, one, if you just came up to me behind a behind me at like a theme park and asked me what a deep narrative was, I might have punched you in the mouth. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're standing in line for a roller coaster for 45 minutes, I, I'm pretty sure you want any sort of conversation, and that's what people want. They want they they don't want to stand there in the beating with the sun beating down, just going, "Oh, it's hot. I ran out of water. Shit." <laughs> the person who you talk to. Well, okay. There was one guy I asked, and he looked at me like I was. Fucking got to take his first child. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Tori? Okay. How about you go on? Uh, well, um, to me, a deep narrative is essentially, well, pretty much that. Like, you have you have your uh, main story, like the main plot, uh, plot, and then you have the, um, the other parts that goes on simultaneously uh, to, like, add to the overall the overall story uh and uh, i'm uh just just keep going because i kind of want to get back to that again when we're talking about examples and stuff like that because i think i can get more into it then okay uh hickey well what is deep narrative to you for me uh as a definition i follow the internet i think it's it's very near, like it's very close to what i imagine a deep a deep narrative to be is a mood-layered okay. story that delves into delves deep into the subject matter and the characters. It's far beyond the ordinary. It's it's not much to it's it out in the story, but it's not very necessary to be there to still have a good story. It's something. It's an extra. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a plus. Right. It go it goes further than just what's on the surface. That's I mean. That's what I take it as. Alright, uh... I'm... Well, based on the description you gave, JD, I feel like that kind of only lends itself to something like an ensemble cast. Mm -hmm. Something like Duralara would fit in your example. But uh, I would put a deep narrative as something that... doesn't use... doesn't utilize tropes as characters, but utilizes characters... as a whole. Uh, Hickey and I were discussing NHK this weekend, or this week, rather, mm -hmm. and we were trying to place tropes on characters, um, basically because an interesting thought experiment with a deep story like that, and we realized that, you know, these characters fit multiple, 
they fit um, multiple tropes. They fit a ton of a wide range. Not because they're all the tropes, but because they're multi-layered people. So I think uh, Deep Narrative usually either weighs itself heavily on the world, or heavily on the characters. Preferably both, but usually one or the other. Mm-hmm. Whereas a shallow narrative would be something like, you know, this is the Sundere character, and she says Baka a lot. She might like you, though, who knows? And that's like her entire character. Yeah, if we're stay yeah, if we're sticking with with anime, I can definitely agree that if there's tropes involved, odds are that you're not getting a deep narrative. <laughs> you might get a backstory, but that's as deep as it's going to delve into anything. <laughs> well, not exactly if tropes are involved, but if they're if you're using tropes as characters. And that's a definition I do want to make because there are there are secondaries that are still characters, it's just they tend to fall in line with that trope. Mm-hmm. If you to me like if you start up with a trope as a, like a trope as a character, if you're then going to establish this as something like a deeper narrative, you're kind of going to have to like evolve that character out of not simply being defined by its trope. It's like Senju Gahara from um, Monogatari. Yeah, she starts yeah, which... off hard tsundere and just kind of evolves into a character. She's just she is her. That is who she is. Yeah, and that's that like be... that through the entire story. Yes, that should be the the normal uh, development of a character. Unfortunately, sometimes anime doesn't do that, uh, pro- possibly because of the the development of of Japanese culture in Japanese literature. I don't know, because I'm not an expert of Eastern literature. I'm I'm better <laughs> with Western, mostly Russian and Brazilian literature. Uh, I think that that is the that is the the right thing to do it's it's development uh deep narrative also it comes with when you're talking about narrative you have a theory around that basically two uh, theories which one is the introduction the mid part and the conclusion those three parts they are uh, they are you know linked to a plot plot point uh, so, uh, in the introduction, you have the characters, you have what the characters are, then you find a problem. Finding the problem, they're going to solve it. Then you have the mid part. In the end of the middle, middle part, you have another plot point, which is, which is then uh, getting ready to solve the problem. In, this, in, in the, the other one, which is basically the same thing but a little different, you have the start, then you have the tension rising, you have the climax, then the tension goes down, and you have the ending. Uh, in this, oh, it's in the bell this, curve. In, yeah, and uh, in this middle, like in the middle of those those things, you have the characters developing. You have the the story progressing, and for me, you can progress a story through the narrative, especially uh, since we're talking with anime, not only with words, not only with, you know tokens and. Uh, characters interacting with with each other, but uh, showing the viewer how the characters move, how the characters eat, that kind of stuff. I talked about it in some podcast, uh, a another podcast. Deep narrative for me, it's mm-hmm. showing yeah. those those pieces that <clears throat> you don't need to. I don't need to see a character eating. I don't need a, to see a character using the bathroom. 
I don't need to see a character crying or whatever reason. But still, if you wear this, uh, also if you wear this uh, with the with dialogues, this is for me. It's also deep narrative. You're building the characters more. It's adding more to the character that wouldn't be. It it's not necessary, but it contributes to the story. Joe, you wanted to say something? Um, since we're speaking about literature, I feel like there's a certain writing style that tends to lend itself to a, a deeper narrative than most, and this isn't universal, but for the most part, I see the correlation usually happen, and that's with a unreliable narrator. If your narrator is unreliable and you can infer that through that story, usually that writer has enough prowess to have a deep, webbed narrative, something that's been kind of woven properly to, um, okay, something that's been woven properly to kind of just lead the viewer along where he wants him to go, and, uh, I just think it's very common to see, you know, an unreliable narrator with a deep narrative story. Do you have an example of this? I mean, Monogatari is a good example. Okay, that's what I figured well, you were going yeah. for. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I have... There are tons of examples. Yeah, in literature, I can think of 1984. Uh, mm. Winston, Winston, he's mm -hmm. not, he's, he has some <sighs> mental problem. He's, he thinks he's getting, he's going to be arrested by Big Brother, that kind of stuff. He's always having some kind of hallucination. And you also have crime and punishment uh, with the, the main character, Rodion russian names <laughs> which is too complicated where <laughs> he killed someone and he started becoming paranoid he needs to talk to someone he thinks the balls have eyes and everyone is against him it's not a, a reliable narrative and there's brave new world and there's everything inside of the cosmic horror genre so that would be you know um anything written by hp lovecraft stuff like that uh well one thing uh one conversation i ended up having yesterday was a compare and contrast between uh two similar themes and what constitutes a story and then a going beyond the story a deeper narrative and when it what we ended up talking talking about was doctor who and hg wells time machine they both involve time travel they both go involved they both go about it <laughs> incredibly different on the surface it's just yeah it, it's it's all about time travel whether it's future past um and the the topic and theme always seems to be don't mess with it right yes so what would constitute yeah. a deep narrative in say doctor who compared to uh the time machine well and so, yeah, go, go on. Doctor Who is a much, much longer series, so they have a lot more to fight with. But because of that long series, they have a lot of lore built up already. Time Machine was a, uh, a much more straightforward kind of, this is the time machine, don't fuck with history, bad shit happens, and then dumb shit happens. Right, so <laughs> what, what, I, what, I was, what I was going with with this is, as you said, Doctor Who is, is very long. So, in that sense, you brought it up earlier, Durarara, based on the, the first example I made earlier, was a lot of world building. 
Yes. When you when you have a lot of world building, that can create a deep narrative. Uh, and then on the other side of the coin, you have the time machine, where, as you brought up as an example of NHK, where strict the 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 strictly the topic itself can be considered deep narrative, and how they develop that topic into different arcs or conflicts through a singular story. So it's not just one thing that constitutes deep narrative. It can be a multitude, and that that's what uh, Hickey was also mentioning with just sim- simply uh, story writing itself with a beginning, middle, and end, ultimating with a climax over a conflict from that period of time. Yeah. What was uh, what's interesting though with like uh, you mentioned uh, da da what's interesting there is like pretty much in Durarara, like the city Ikebukuro is pretty much mostly considered the main character of that story rather than the actual characters in the story. Even though you do have characters that get more screen time than others, but I find that to be kind of interesting Isaiah. because because <laughs> it works very well to like to like you know build up the, dif- the different narratives going on because you can very easily like move from character to character and see what they're experiencing or what's going on with them while it all ties together because it is all happening in the same place and they, they live in the same city you know they're, they're, they're like um, what one person does can affect somebody else or the entire city even right mm-hmm. uh, so that's kind of interesting uh, my example though for like um, deep narrative and i i'm not sure if any of any of you will agree on this but uh for me i always considered uh like not necessarily the deepest story but i always consider this to be one of the strengths of aria as opposed to other slice of lives because what aria what aria does is essentially like it starts out incredibly grounded it's basically about a girl and she wants to become an undines which means she wants to be like a you know tour guide like uh, riding gondolas and stuff like that in Mars. And then from there it kind of goes on then from there it kind of goes on to develop the characters and one of the things or rather rather than develop the characters I would probably more say what it does especially focusing on the main character Akari is trying to make her grow up actually realizing that she is becoming an adult so it's because she starts out incredibly childish and essentially has to leave leave childish things behind and whatnot is uh, it's something that goes on just with her other characters you have they realize that there are people that you know they start to get romantic feelings for others they realize that you know they can they can like boys or in her case they can like gnomes but uh, <laughs> right stuff like stuff like that and even beyond that you have stuff like which um that was uh, anime original but uh i still liked it which was the um story of like how even uh what was it called Oh my god, why am I blanking on this? Ne- uh, like Neo Venezia and uh, Aqua in general, the entire planet, Mars, for those that don't know. Uh, why that is all of a sudden now considered Aqua, why it became the water planet. They get into like how it became Aqua. When did they find water? Why did they find Like they look for water, they found water and eventually turned the planet into the water planet it is. it now is. And stuff like that. So it's like as the show progresses, it has like a lot of different stuff that it keeps adding to the overall rather simplistic story of I want to become an Undine. Mm-hmm. Well, we uh, we did hit on it earlier, but deep narrative doesn't exactly have to involve the characters. World building is the strong suit, and you're right. It's, it's definitely no secret I didn't like Arya, but I had to respect its world building capabilities. 
because I I did understand where they were. I did get, and it was never really like you know handed to you. You just kind of infer it, but it wasn't exactly. It was just well woven. Is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I'll say they basically say everything to you directly. However, it's like they're saying it in a way like you know. They're saying it like you would say it to somebody when you're having a conversation with them. Yeah, they're not. It comes up in the conversation. They're not handing it to you like you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. They're like, here, let's let's now talk about how Aqua came to be. Like, they don't do that. How this, when they, the thing they did with like figuring out, like talking about how water appeared, essentially came through, came to Akari through a dream, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, or yeah, well. Not even a dream, kind of a miracle when she walked over that, when she walked over across that bridge, and yeah, so it's like you can then you can start to make, uh, you know, draw the lines yourself. Is this real or is this just her fantasy? Because you you do realize that she has a very active imagination, and you can pretty much tie that to everything that happens there. It's like, does this actually happen or is this just you know more of Akari's childish fantasies? And clearly, the main character of that story is Arya the cat. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've uh, actually in the manga. Actually, in the manga, the mangaka goes into that to that whole thing. Like she has these at the end of like uh, volumes and stuff. She has these like uh, uh, pages where she talks about manga or just random stuff in general. And, but she always like weaves it in to like be about something in the manga. And she has like parts where she talks about the cats or what, why, why they're there, what their purpose is, and hell, even a time where she has why they're cats at all. Like why, why cats? Which was basically as simple as the manga. Because I like cats. Uh, her, yeah, the manga and her assistants, uh, they all own cats. And when they come to work at her place, they bring their cats over so they play. And uh, the three main cats are apparently just carbon copies of their, their own cats. Yeah, the answer was clearly because I like cats. What do you mean? Shoulder shrug? Yes. <laughs> yep. But it's kind, of, it's kind of funny, though, that she just gives this like rather pointless information, but still. <laughs> <sighs> so Hickey, what are you, what are some examples of anime with deep narrative to you? Uh, I think Monster is a good example of deep narrative. Uh, Monster is a very good example. Yeah, and we can throw yeah. our favorites in in here as well. Monster's not one of my favorites, <laughs> but I I have. To... Hey hey, look, I'm not an elitist, okay? <laughs> uh, hey, I'm not. It's not one of my favorites either. Don't worry. <laughs> But I have to to recognize they delve into some psychologic stuff and some other things that are very mm -hmm. interesting and add up to the to the story, get out up to the to the tension, to to the ambition of the story. This is That's also have... an example of an unreliable narrator. Yeah. This is we have yeah. Center on Nayami or Center's Life, which looks like a very simple narrative and it kind of is a simple narrative. But in the background, they show you what is going on with the world. It show it it takes the time to show you how deep the world is, with the ethics and you know anti-racism thing going on in the background, the magical grove which powers the ethics, that <laughs> kind of stuff. Um. With deep narrative, I think Gundam is the biggest example of all. Strictly the UC. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an example uh, I laid on you the other day, Hickey, or yesterday. Yes, yes, I stole your yeah. example. 
<laughs> yeah, because, I mean, as much as I like some of the uh, alternate universe stuff, it's just, it doesn't stand up against, you know, Char and the UC. But, I mean, that's also just kind of because, what do you have? We have 50 episodes. What does the UC have? A couple hundred. Well, no shit. <laughs> of course it doesn't stand up to it. <laughs> I've actually Joe what, are, what, are, what, Joe what about you what, what, is, what are some animes some of your favorites with deep narrative all of my favorites Serial Experiments Lane Welcome to the NHK Neon Genesis Evangelion uh, Technolize shit <laughs> uh, oof. those were the easy ones I mean I was I was going to wind up saying uh Oh, Berserk, if you read the manga, the anime is hot garbage. Don't do this well, to me. Well, to be fair, the story is still there. Kind of. I mean, even, I even if you want to do something... Is, is, is the narrative say, executed well? That's a different... <laughs> yeah, things like... I would say a huge part of the story gets lost in the anime. Like, not not the... Uh... Not the like written story, but like the visual aspects of Berserk the manga, the story told through the visuals and not the words. Because like Berserk will sit and rest on panels. But yeah. for some reason the director feels the need to constantly spin the camera around the entire fucking workspace. Like a goddamn psychopath. <laughs> There's no rest in the animated Berserk, whereas in the manga it's just it's like this cathartic, slow, very detailed, very pinpoint precise this is exactly what i want to show you kind of feeling to it and you might not think that's world building but i do the story's still there but that world building of just this place is fucking brutal is lost i i would say if you can fucking if you can build a world without without fucking saying a single word like not, not even mentioning it you're doing a pretty good job like when you can just pretty much like yeah so, uh, bad shit is happening to Guts, uh, and, uh, you know, all that, but constantly because of, like, the panels and the images, and you see, like, the places he, uh, where he is, and, like, how it looks, and how, like, horrible it is for other people there as well, and not just him, like, the people that don't have the, have demons or whatnot going after them every time, you see, they still have it pretty shitty, Yeah. and a lot of this is kind of just shown through, well, this is everyday life. You you can actually this is the world they live in. you can actually kind of feel Berserk's influence when you watch Game of Thrones. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> but anyway, some more examples. You have a uh, like Fooly Cooly is on the shorter end. It's only six episodes, but uh, it's about puberty. It's about growing up. It's still a deep narrative. You still understand all the characters. You still know what they're going through. It's you still understand the world. It's spastic and it's kind of a comedy, but that doesn't make it any less deep. Like. You have examples like GTO, which basically the same. You you follow Onizuka the entire time. You learn exactly who he is. You learn who all the characters are. You, and it's it's basically just a self help story. It's kind of like a gag comedy, but you still know these people as more than just oh he's just the plunky teacher. Oh she's just the love interest. It's like no you you know who everyone is. It's it's still a world. It's it's the difference between like looking at a world and looking at a painting. Well. This painting's very pretty, but it ultimately is just a painting. Whereas if you make something that's a world, it's oh, okay, so this happens here, and you start inferring things. You start building on what you see, and um, maybe my uh, maybe my uh, deep narrative lines are 
very shallow. I don't know. But uh, I think we're going to leave that example out. And uh, I think Hickey wants to talk about Ergo Proxy with us. Yeah. Ergo Proxy, it, it do also another thing that also has a very deep narrative is Skinner's Journey. I think that that is a very mm. deep narrative. Uh, Ergo Proxy, it's my favorite anime. I think it's a deep narrative. It takes uh, it takes the time. It shows you a lot of stories at the same time, and that helps to be a deep narrative. It also it doesn't explain much of things for you uh, when you the first time you see the the Cogito virus, where the robot like mm-hmm. kneeling down, look at the sky, and just waiting for death. Uh, when the real may I'm going to spoilers. <laughs> But it's a very deep narrative. It builds the world very well. Uh, it shows you how the machine works. It shows without saying anything. They don't straight up go out and say, look, this is what's happening. No, they take the time to show you a scene. You need to figure out what's going on. Uh, they show you another scene and you have to figure out how it uh, connects how it links to the other one you you saw. Uh, it go it builds the world and as well builds the character with the journey they're going through. Uh, with the main character, main the main character is a blank state, mm-hmm. but still uh, because he's a because he's a blank state, we go back to the to the narrator. He's not a believable guy. It's he, you can trust him because he doesn't have any memories. He doesn't know what he's doing. He only know that he needs to go to this place. They show you the politics. They show you how the world works. They show you how the people interact. That isn't the main cast. You know, the daily lives of those peoples in that bubble, in this post-apocalyptic world. So I think uh, it adds to the world. It, it doesn't need to be there, but still, it adds to the world. It makes the the world, the story, to be multi-layered. Then I have um, I have one more '90s example. Then I kind of want to push into something more recent. But uh, you have Satoshi Kon's Perfect Blue, where you mm-hmm. you start out and she's just she's an idol, and uh, she decides to quit her career to be an actress. And you follow her around. She has a stalker, and that—that's just—that is a world. Perfect Blue is set in a world, and it's very similar to ours. It's—it um, actually does make it harder to pull yourself away when the bad shit starts going on in that series, or movie rather. If anyone hasn't seen Perfect Blue, I would highly, highly, highly recommend it. Just like anything Satoshi Kon's ever worked on. But uh, since I feel like we're going through all like examples. I want to push right up to something from 2016 uh, with Mob Psycho 100. It's interesting. Okay. It's a world where uh, the world where psychics exist, but most people don't know. The people that do know are pretty okay with it. You have your con man, whose name I'm totally blanking on. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Same. <laughs> uh, Reagan. You have your con man, Regan, and he works at, well, he runs a business, and that business is totally bogus, 
but on the off chance that some real shit goes down, he calls Mob, someone who he's already conned, into helping him exercise ghosts. Should there actually be any. <laughs> yeah, it's Ghost Mob about psychic powers. Yep. <laughs> Actual psychic powers. Basically, it goes on this theme that, you know, well, most people think there are ghosts or there's bad shit where there's just not, so a con man could totally just go sprinkle salt over there, tell them it's done, give them a pat on the head, take their money and leave, and the problem's solved. But sometimes bad shit happens, and sometimes there is a problem. When that problem happens, he calls in the real deal, and the problem gets solved. It's... What up? But as soon as... As soon as you kind of get over the fact that he's a piece of shit and he cons people for money, Regan changes. Regan flips. He's he's the best example of a person for Mob, with the exception that he's a con man. Everything about him is very good for his character. It's very good for Mob to know Regan. It's just it's good for all parties. There's no real downside, as you were saying, Tori. Yeah, no, that was exactly kind of what I wanted to touch on as well for you. Because, like, uh, threshold. Because what is very interesting about Reagan is, like you said, Reagan is a piece of shit. He calls people for money and um, and all, all of that stuff. Like, he's basically just, yeah, he's conning people. That's his job, essentially. However, to Mob, he is something more. Even though he's, Mob is also technically just one of his victims... Reagan is the very is has a very odd, odd like other side to him where it's, he's essentially Mob's moral compass uh, compass in many many respects. He kind of teaches Mob what is wrong and what is right, and the reason why like uh, Reagan is perfect for this is because Reagan knows pretty much firsthand what is wrong. Him he himself does a lot of stuff that's wrong. So one what he kind of always tries to be for Mob is like. He kind of tries to breathe a reminder to him, like, don't, don't do what I'm doing, essentially. Don't be me. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the best part about Reagan is he understands. He knows that he's a piece of shit, and he, and he cares enough about Mob to tell him, like, you know, don't be like me. Don't do the shady shit I do. And that's what makes him a, a deep character. He has, he has faces, he has masks, and those masks are for certain people, but... The Shrew Regan, I think, is the one we see with Mob all the time. That's Regan as a person. So we've oh, yeah. we've had a lot of examples of older anime, and you finally got one in the present, and that leads leads us into why do we think do we think deeper narrative in anime needs to be more prevalent, needs to take priority. Do we want to see it more? Do we, or do we want to see it less? Is it is it too overwhelming sometimes? Uh, if we get too much of this, are we diluting the product, uh, or is it just right at this point? What I think, think I think we need much more. Easiest example ever is because I like it. <laughs> I like more, therefore I want more. But uh, I mean... in in reality, I think we need more because animes become stagnant. Like there, there's always there's always outliers, and there's always you know, well not this or not th- there's always a standout in a year that's you know deeper than the rest. Like you guys would probably say it's ReZero. I vehemently disagree, but that doesn't matter. At least they tried to make something deep, and that I can respect. Mm-hmm. Where? Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of wanna just 
the what I I agree. I do think we need more because I mean I'm uh, at this point I think we have a lot of shows that tries to just be you know surface level or my, a lot of shows are surface level. And while there's not necessarily anything wrong with a show being you know what it says on the tin, it's not like that is if, uh, like an incorrect way to make a story. You can be like if you try and sell a show as a comedy and it's simply comedy, you can do that. It's not like there has to be a deeper story there. But at the same time, I feel like we do need more. We do need more than there is right now. The only thing I'm afraid of then is oh, then we're gonna get into my dislikes. But like, the only thing I'm afraid of then is we're gonna get more like the negative side of quote unquote a deeper narrative because I'm afraid we're gonna get into more of like things like Dimension W, which is a show that tried, in my opinion, to have a deeper narrative because it tried to have very much going on at once, to the point where it kind of feels like. Everything essentially gets lost and gets dragged back in whenever they feel it's necessary. When they have so much going on at once that you're basically trying to keep keep track of like the entire cast's mm-hmm. individual problems as stories at the same time, while the main story is still progressing right in front of them, their main issues are happening. They're all of a sudden, oh my god, that is my wife. It's like, well, who, who, who said that? Oh, you, you. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. And it's like it, it, kind of, it becomes, <laughs> it becomes silly because there's just, there's too much going on at once. And on the opposite side, I'm sure there's plenty of uh, shows that aren't exactly deep that are still very good. You have, you know, yeah. Golden Boy isn't exactly deep. It's great. <laughs> Mushishi isn't exactly what I'd call deep. It's fantastic. Uh the big O. Stuff like that. I don't think it has a deep narrative, but it's deep in a different sense. Well, it's... But anyways. It, it makes you invest in characters. I wouldn't call the narrative deep because there's not really a narrative. No, no I, I would agree with that. It, it's yeah. just, you know, you know your main character, and he goes to city to city, and he solves problems if he comes across them. Unless he can't. And that's, that's basically the entirety of that story. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, like I said before, I think the deep narrative is a one of many things anime can have, but it's not necessary. It's not necessary to for you to have a good show. The important the important part in deep narrative is the the the, the narrative, not the not the deep. Uh, I think we right. need you to have more, but I think it's very difficult to pull it off. I know we we gave some examples yes we gave a lot of examples but we are talking about 20 shows in the span of i don't know 20 years and that's like you have thousands of shows going out at the same time uh this season and this isn't uh before this one we have two examples of deep narrative which they are not very good uh the one is the anime we need to talk every single time we start a podcast which is recreators, and the other one, <laughs> it it tries to be a deep narrative. You, there is no way around that. And the other one, it is sure Sagrada tries. Reset. Sagrado <laughs> reset. I think it's one of the deepest narratives I I've seen uh, later. At least this year is the deepest one. It's highly sure. intelligent. Uh, the characters are changing. They are changing very slow, but it's, they're still changing. They take the time. to to tell you the world, to tell you how it works, that to tell you how the how the the powers work. And now after 
13 episodes that they are going to start talking about uh, what are the, the people thinking, who is the villain, who is the hero, that kind of stuff. I think that it's a very deep narrative. The problem is, it's not very well thought. The characters don't, don't bounce off each other, so uh, you don't need, uh, not necessarily having deep narrative, you have a good show. Uh, you still Somehow. have characters, you still have the storytelling, you still have animation. <laughs> if you have a deep, uh, a deep narrative, a deep story, a good storytelling, but the animation is terrible. I'm not saying terrible, like, oh, the, the style is bad, like ping pong animation, which is kind of a deep narrative, but the animation is kind of unique. I'm telling bad, uh, a lot of steals, that kind of stuff, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, it's cool. difficult to pull it off. So if you can't pull it off, make things simple. Simplicity is also a very good thing. Uh, when you're talking about a people dying of making stuff, animating stuff, making things simple is also very good. I think uh, the Japanese society, it evolved to be a simple society. Uh, Especially because they also they always get strategies going on of earthquakes and tsunamis. Uh, they are, they are very, they are very simple society, and that transfers to anime as well. What they like to do, what they are good doing, are simple things. And most of the shows, most of the shows I like, are deep because I'm I'm like to think I'm smart enough for those deep shows. But there are also a lot of shows that I've I truly enjoy, and they are very simple. I think anime as well shine with the simplicity. Meanwhile, There's one theme that I see uh, whenever someone says, "What's your favorite anime?" Um, a lot of them turn out to be a show with good, either good at narrative or deep narrative. And in Joe's case, it's all of them. Well, I <laughs> in mean... Corey's case, it's, it's his. It, he considers it his number one. And Hickey, the same with you with Ergo Proxy, correct? Yes. Well, like I said, that's yeah. because I, then... I think I, I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to what I'm a genius. Back to what Hickey was saying, where like you know, the Japanese are a simple society. Well, I agree, but for some reason they have this like strong disagreement with taking the easy way where the easy way is actually a better product for instance in american animation we have smear frames it's something we do all the time it saves time it but characters go off model it doesn't matter in motion but don't pause it <laughs> these aren't exactly made to be stills well, yeah, the, the japanese with the exception of a few studios yes they are also dichotomy they're very simple, they want everything perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. But smear frames usually wind up looking better. Katie, you just watched Little Witch Academia recently. How did you like the motion in that in that series? It's amazing. Because there's, there's a shitload of smear frames in there. Because Trigger yeah, does like not when care. I, when, I was, when I was trying to take screenshots, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, Trigger... Um, smear frame. Doesn't let care. Me just let me just back that up a second or two. <laughs> <laughs> Smear frames are perfect for movement, though, and a lot like especially high speed movements. Exactly. I feel like there are two 
there are two few, like the animators in, in like the Japanese animators that do that are like that specialize in smear frames they do it really well but you have the other people where it kind of becomes it becomes pointless and like it's mostly like it doesn't feel like it's needed for smear frames but it's one of those things like they try a lot of people try but it either doesn't work or they kind of decide to stop using it or mm. you have to get somebody who actually knows how to do it and um well Tori, you and i were talking yeah. about this recently but uh basically what what they need is they need to train the people to do it not just kind of be like all right go have at it goodbye oh, oh yeah <laughs> they do and that's where uh, i feel like it's very very interesting to see like i really like the um you know young animator project trying to train up people they're trying to give them mm -hmm. free reign to just do whatever and as well like you know i like that studio trigger is realizing that they're getting older and so they're trying to focus they have a lot of aging animators so they're trying to focus very hard on getting like new blood up it's uh that's one of the reasons why i why i'm i'm a bit afraid for uh for bones bones are kind of trying to do the same thing which they have the also have the um added benefit of having most of their students trying to uh like most of the like young animators trying to learn from yutaka nakamura who is by many considered one of the best action animators in in the industry so that's a plus but he can he cannot like train everybody himself <laughs> he's a busy man and uh stuff like that but uh i don't know i'm we need the yoshinari brothers in the same studio that's what we need and we need them to train everyone <laughs> that's that's interesting right because i like that i really liked uh liked seeing i because i've seen like video and stuff from uh yo yoshinari as a he's a fantastic academia. teacher he is he made me understand his what he meant like when he was talking about principles of animation i don't i can't animate for shit i have never tried to learn learn animation but when he was talking movements i'm like <laughs> i understand what he's getting at I understand what he means when he's talking about arcing and stuff like that and how you need to make sure that the character are when they when they're trying to throw something as hard as they do like with a tomato throwing scene from the second movie right? it's like this is how you want them to arc and then he starts like drawing simple lines on a white on a whiteboard that arcs like and how they like change arcs and he just does it within a couple of seconds and I look at this and I'm like I understand what you mean <laughs> right and then I see the finished product as well as well and I see how the animators have like change the animation to look like these these like lines and i'm like yep there it is you can see kind of how the how their backs arc kind of like with the r their backs and their arm how they will make that motion that he is he is drawing it's like that's he's such a good really teacher cool. that i feel like i feel like he wound up like you know him and his brother were forced to teach themselves animation but i feel like yo figured everything out and then just all right code this is how we do it <laughs> yeah but that being said, like, Ko is also, that's that's his older brother, and that's the guy who got Yo and Shin are into animation. He is also incredibly He's a talented. He's psychopath. That shit's awesome. They, they basically just started in a room, like, Ko kind of just pulled Yo in, and it was like, we're going to fucking animate. I love animation, and you're going to learn this as well, because <laughs> we're going to have competition. We're going to see who's better. <laughs> so Yo decided to, decided to join him. It's like, sure, it's, it's going to be, it might be fun. And they kind of just kept going until they eventually enrolled in, like, uh, art school and animation school. Uh, where, where, like, according to teachers and stuff, they were really never taught anything. 
because there wasn't really anything to teach them. They knew most of their stuff already. So while other people were sitting there trying to study how to make movement happen and stuff like that, they were just fucking around. They were literally sitting in there, in, in there doodling, making making small animations to compete compete between themselves because well. No teacher could teach them anything. What was the point? There was no, there was no point in wasting their time. Really? <laughs> they were just there for the piece of paper that said they're animators. <laughs> they kind of should have just given it to them right away. <laughs> like, yeah, there you go. It's been a month. You can have it now. <laughs> I guess you need this by. Uh, but yeah, and uh, Koyoshinari, he's uh, essentially mostly worked as a freelancer, if I'm not mistaken. And he's done a lot of stuff. Not just for anime, but he's done so for... Uh, He's done like 2D animations for video games as well, which where his talents kind of shined, because Ko, he's incredibly good at making 2D animation that mixes with, with 3D animation. And you can see it like, he's done animation for like, Ghost in the Shell games and stuff like that. You have some like, just absolutely fantastic scenes, like cutscenes in that game, where the CG models turn 2D. However, unless you're really paying attention, you don't actually notice that they're turning 2D. Well, that's the problem. They're both like, they're both animators to the level that, you know, they feel like animators that should only be working on movies, but they still work on series. Oh, yeah. Or games. Oh, yeah. Tatori, give me an example of this guy working on an anime with deep narrative. Uh, Wait, which one? Ko or Yo? Sorry. Whichever. <laughs> I just both. Two. Um, both. Both of them, actually, both of them have worked on shows together. So, uh, I don't even know. Like, I would say, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a good deep narrative, but I would say, like, for example, they both, uh, both the Oshinari brothers worked on, uh, oh my god, what's this called? Why, uh, White Album? One, not two. Oh. Uh, White <laughs> Album, uh, yeah. They, none of them work on White Album 2. The disappointment. White Album 1 is a very, very interesting piece, though, because, again, I feel like this is, this. Uh, it kind of falls into the same trap as I said with Dimension W. It has a lot of stuff going on, but, well, or opposite than uh, Dimension W, though. It's, it's a lot of stuff that I feel like they're not, they're not really issues, because they just make them issues, and it's kind of due to, like, oh, the weak will of the main character, when it's like, he has a girlfriend, but he gets in problems. He can't really stay in touch with her, and mm. they have relationship problems. Why do they have relationship problems? Well, because he never really tries to to talk to her again because he feels they live in different worlds. So he doesn't feels he doesn't have the right to try to talk to her anymore. And in, since he's lonely, he starts you know messing around with other girls, and that causes problems. And it's like mm. Koyoshinari was a key animator for Evil One Point Kizumonogatari. Uh, Steamboy. I'm, I'm not completely familiar with all his works, but he has he's worked on a lot of stuff. Yeah, just <laughs> want to say good, uh, real good... quick, real quick that we we focus a lot in story and characters, but it's also interesting to say that deep narrative can be conveyed with animation. You can have a mute yeah. anime yes. and have a deep narrative. Just how the characters move. Oh, like Angel's or... Egg. It's like Angel's Egg. How they move, how the... I don't remember... How machinery work, for example. Uh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's we just saw a... that in... Princess we just saw Prince? something like <laughs> no. that in... Uh, 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 Neo Tokyo, the part three. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yes. How, how, the machi- the... how the machinery... The good one. Yeah, yeah well... <laughs> 
<laughs> you also you also have she and her I mean, cat, for example. Which you yeah, you only have. I don't have remember the. Go on, Tori. I don't remember the. I had an example. I don't remember the name. Now that's that's the problem. There's all I know is there's a girl girl who kind of choose not to talk. This is really gonna piss me off because I don't remember the name. Uh but essentially, okay, she kind of chooses not to talk, so she doesn't she doesn't talk anymore. So when she kind of tries to convey messages and stuff, she does so through body language and you know hand movements and that that movie is all about like you know conveying messages through like facial expressions and body movement and everything it's, it's like you can they're adding to the characters by making sure that making sure that like their facial expressions are never just like the blank the blank animes there or like the fucking like half circle for a smiley mouth or whatever like they always have to try to make sure that Whenever there's something happens, they have to make sure that they have a proper expression on their face. Well, Selfie's a good example of that from Durarara. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the body movement and all has to like match the situation and stuff like that, and it's. Then there's uh, Selty from Durara as the headless biker. <laughs> then there's uh, hey Cheyenne from Bacano. Uh oh yeah the uh, the mute. Yeah. Yes. Hey, she's got a voice box. Or, uh... And Selfie has a cell phone. I don't see what the point is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, two different things of technology. It totally works. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we need less anime than we have now. I need, <laughs> and we need more... Not just deep narrative, but narrative an- anime in general. We're getting way too much, as Tori said, uh, standard average shows well that's kind of a problem with the industry it's because they have to make money and they have to make money by pushing out an anime and then selling the source material i understand that's never going to go away but what i want is more you know i would say eh, i guess you could call it i want more passion projects i want more anime originals that don't just kind of pander or things that they're not sure if they're going to sell well or not because those tend to be my favorites there's no way they thought Serial Experiments Lane was going to sell well. That's kind of just a project that happened. There's no... Anno was supposed to make a regular mecha series instead of Neon Genesis, and look at that monstrosity. Like, I want, I want more things that just kind of focus on, this is the story, this is what I want to tell, not this is how much I want to sell, essentially. And that tends to be the problem. We'll never get more in that sense, because money talks. And your bullshit walks. That's that's how the adage yeah, goes. That's kind of why we'll never see. <laughs> I I don't I don't think we'll see a lot of Urasawa projects. I mean, we're finally getting Pluto. That's everything Urasawa does is deep narrative, <laughs> but it doesn't sell. That's why Pluto is becoming the OVAs, and it's not going to be a, a TV series. I would rather it be OVAs. I would I, w- I would sad, as well because right? it's going to be done hopefully done right. Maybe. But, but it's, it's a shame that's, that's what it has it, to be. That's how the industry works, right? I mean, you kind of saw it like uh, a couple of seasons ago with uh, Flip Flappers coming out. Quite clearly a passion project and a project uh, that uh, the people at 3 Hertz had a lot of faith in. I liked it. I know a lot of people liked it. I've heard a lot of positive stuff about it. I've heard people don't get it, didn't get into it because it's kind of weird, but you know, that's, that's fine. 
Um, but then you kind of then kind of the expected things happen. We start to look at like the weekly sales and whatnot, and uh, it's tanking. Nobody's buying it. It struggled to get a, get sales for weeks. <laughs> I don't think I actually I don't think it, I even think like in the first two weeks they didn't sell a single copy, which is bad. <laughs> this is also in an industry where a thousand sales is a huge success. Yeah. <laughs> and then to go two weeks without a single sale, that is beyond failure. A huge failure. <laughs> well, the problem is they, it's it kind of a problem where it's the Aniplex dilemma. We can charge $100 a disc and 50 people will buy them, or we can charge $20 a disc and 1,000 people will buy them. Mm-hmm. Of course, the, uh, the BD market in Japan doesn't exactly care how much it costs for some weird reason. If they did, maybe we'd actually be able to afford these things. I've never understood well, blind buying, and I never will. <laughs> Luckily, we got uh, Gundam The Origin on a much simpler format than just $100 Blu-ray sets. <laughs> for two episodes. Well, that's just... For, that's, I thought it was for each episode. <laughs> that's literally just because Nozomi Entertainment is right stuff. An American company that goes, yeah, that's, mm, they're not going to buy that. <laughs> <laughs> Only the crazies will buy that. Let's make more money. <laughs> uh, the crazies will buy the, the special edition $100 plus, and then everyone else will buy the more affordable one. I know I've made this point Let's to all of you both. before, but there's no reason why they can't be print-on-demand. I mean, the ISO files are already made. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. It's just a, it's a case and a sleeve, and then put the, D, put the Blu-ray in it. The end. There's no reason. So... Quick rundown. Tori, do you think we need more or less, or is it doing it just right right now for narrative and deep narrative anime? Like I said, while I don't think that deep narrative is necessarily a must-have for a good story, I do want more, because right now it's kind of... anime is kind of samey. <laughs> Hickey? Yeah, I agree with Tori. Uh, I don't think it's... Uh, a story should be good. It needs to have a deep story. A deep storytelling, a deep, uh, deep narrative, deep characters. But yeah, I think we should have more of it. Uh, not only because it's good and because we like it. <laughs> like Senpai said, simply enough because we like it, I want more. But because I think it would be a good thing to kind of raise the bar again. Uh, push the, the normal narrative, the normal characters, the normal anime to a better level mm-hmm. that is right now. But I also don't want the deep narrative to become the role. You know, it's good because it's the exception. Well, yeah, you need diversity. You're right. You're right. Well, okay. That, uh, I think we're pretty much done with discussing deep narrative. What do you think, guys? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. You guess so? I All guess right. so. Well, then uh, we can go into my Shonen update. How about that? I believe in you. No! Yay! My Hero Academia <laughs> is the best Shonen in 20 years. 20? 20. Shion Tora came out. Yep, I stand by that wholeheartedly. Oh, all I right. agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> Soul Eater came out. Yep, I'm still standing right by that. <laughs> One Piece came out. <laughs> Yeah, fuck that show. Still uh, right there. <laughs> didn't move. Oh, man. Well, speaking of One Piece, that has literally been all I've been watching for the past couple weeks. I haven't 
watched really anything. I think I've watched a couple episodes of the other shows, uh, but they all went on hold when my internet went out. <laughs> and I just happened to have a bunch of One Piece episodes downloaded. Happened. Yeah. You prepared and you know it. I prepared for my <laughs> entire livelihood going away. <laughs> yep, <laughs> for we're ready. Yeah, so I watched about 35, 40 episodes and I finally finished the Dressrosa arc. Which is the longest arc in all of One Piece to date. And um, it ended well. It does drag because episodes are like 13 minutes long. With eight, six to eight minute recaps. And they also have previews of the next episode on the tail end. So it did drag. Um, but it was very exciting. And now we get to move on from that freaking island. You want to talk to me about fucking islands, JD? Do you really want to talk to me about islands? How about boats? You want to talk to me about boats? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure. (laughs) That's a berserk joke, JD. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> okay. My entire childhood was spent on that fucking boat. My entire childhood was spent on that fucking boat. Yeah. You'll get it one day, JD. Don't yeah. worry. Well, <laughs> one day. But yeah, one, one, one piece. Uh, it, it, it um, wrote me in, and I was, I was in for the ride for the rest of it. I had to, just had to finish it, and it did its job. So, that's my update, Tori. You have your quest yes. update. Yeah, well, there isn't really much to update, and besides, I'm not really going to talk about it. Since, uh, anyways, I'm watching uh, Ashdano Joe 2. I am almost done. I've been able to watch it the last couple of days, but I'll finish it within the next couple of days. So, there's that. Then, yeah, we have already did a podcast on the first season of Ashdano Joe. So, if you want to hear about that, go and check that out. But I hear the second season's pretty good. And by here, I mean I, I am aware it is very good. <laughs> It is still pretty good. I'd say, as far as, like, from where I am now, as far as uh, if I were to compare it to the first season, I think the second season is slightly weaker for some <laughs> some reasons that I won't, won't get into, but uh, that that doesn't really take away, like, take away from anything. I thought Ashtano Joe, the first season, was near perfection, so we're talking slightly less than near perfection. <laughs> kind of picking at straws, then, you're saying? Not really, but there, there's, there is a couple. There's, well, there's actually primarily one big issue I have, but uh, that they kind of, they, they kind of introduced a concept that I think is very interesting, and then only to have that not be a problem anymore for the, mm. for the rest of the time. That's that's something that bothers me when it's like you're telling me, like, I mean, I could just say Joe struggles with weight loss, right? Or I fight, but never again. It's like, mm, mm. ah. You don't really get over that. <laughs> okay. You don't really get over that. That's so yeah. But other than that, it's still really good. Well, I look forward to watching it myself someday. <laughs> and then those movies will never get. Uh, I'll get them somehow. I found them on you, some on some site a long time ago, and I watched them that way. I have no idea where it was, but. I wish I could find it again. Could you imagine if Ashida no Joe was remastered? They didn't do anything other than update the animation. What animation? It's just stills. Well, exactly. Could you imagine if they <laughs> just remastered it to, you know, 
animation. <laughs> if they gave it, if they made it's it look like Hajime no Repo, it's a remake. Yeah, let's. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 let let's say they uh, they make it like Hajime no Ippo. It would never sell. In that sense. Just like Ippo. Yeah, oh my right. god. People yeah, don't want not, stories, not... they want cute girls and winter yeah, disease. Cute boys, cute hey, girls. I want cute boys. Me too, oh, but I don't want winter disease and forced heartstring pulls. Well, speaking Come of on. cute girls, I think it's time we go into the anime we're all here for. Man, you made a yeah. big assumption calling these girls cute. Well, uh, <laughs> you know. There are there are girls in it. That's that's a fact. <laughs> there are females yeah, there. There's one girl. There's one girl. There's one. So we're all here to <laughs> discuss the 1999 Studio OLM classic. The same the studio, studio that, that made Pokemon, by the way. <laughs> the cartoon anime Pokemon <laughs> and the animated version, the superior animated version that does exist of Berserk. Kill me, kill me, please. <laughs> this is An- the animated version. Our good friend, our good friend from Brazil, Hickey, goes fucking prick. I got an anime for us to discuss on the next podcast. It's called Two Hearts. Yes. What do you guys say? Let's do it. Why not? Hickey, How tell did us. He sell it to me. He sold it to me by saying it's based off a porn game, and I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> I was disappointed. Hey, yeah, I was yeah, te- technically, is technically is. Unfortunately, this one is. I know based, it. I know it is. It's based on the, the PlayStation the version, part. which it's it's based on the PlayStation version, which is a no wage game. <laughs> uh, anyway, right, so yeah. <laughs> this series is about one girl and a bunch of thoughts. Oh, <laughs> Hickey, tell us tell us about Two Heart if you if you do. Sure. Two Heart is a anime that follows the, the protagonist called Hiroyuki Fujita. And Hiroyuki Fujita is your self-insert guy. He goes to school, interacts with a bunch of girls, and it's basically him uh, discovering a new girl. I would say interact with them because the interactions are very minimal. Uh, inter- uh, discovering a new girl, helping them, and moving on for 13 episodes. If you want a good synopsis, go to my anime list. You probably, you guys have probably this open. This is my synopsis. No, I mean, that's pretty accurate, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> if not exactly what the show is. You know, talking a little about the game. Uh, Too Hot is a visual novel from 1997. Originally, it was a 18 plus visual novel. And mm. what happened is during the it was from the studio Leaf, which made Utariru Mono and False Maskus, uh, the the second game. They also did White Album One and Two. Uh, it's a very mm-hmm. famous studios. They also did Two Heart. They had a grand total of one hit. And Two Heart Two, <laughs> which I'm playing. I'm playing Two Heart Two X rated, of course, and Incho is best girl. But anyways. Or for Too Hot is a visual novel, uh, more precisely, a dating scene or a loving scene from 1997. Basically, an eroge where you follow Hiroyuki, where and he goes interacting with this bunch of girls. And in the game, you have actual interactions because they go more deep in the story of each one of the girls. Uh, so you develop feelings, you develop a relationship until the very end when you 
go in. If you know what I'm saying. See what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Where you hit all game, the walls. This game be- started as a gothic team uh, visual novel. I know you, it, it's hard to, to look at it that, that way. But the, the developer, uh, he thought he was he already did like two in a row with gothic sin- themes and serious themes, so he wants something more comical. So they started the project Too Hot. Too Hot originally it will it was planned to have six heroines, but after that, uh, the main guy who wrote the story I can't remember his name. He said, "You know what? Six heroines." Are not enough to show every single face of love of a relationship so what are you gonna do we're gonna do 10 heroines and that uh that visual novel it uh, the trademark is or the amount of heroines you have to, to follow to heart you also have 10 heroines it's a pain in the ass and uh after that 1999 they released a version uh, for playstation which was all age and a new version for windows which was Too Hard PSC, which also was uh, outrageous, and I think the anime comes in 1999 as a, a advertisement to the game. For some reason, some media thought that having 10 heroines would translate well in the anime version, which did... Kind of 13 <laughs> episodes. Yeah, 13 episodes, <laughs> 10 heroines, let's do it. Unfortunately, like, we're going to we we are gonna uh, discuss it's it wasn't a good idea <laughs> no it was perfect what are you t- I know it was worth it right no okay <laughs> well one person to note and it's the only real person I can really say had any sort of uh, name value on the show was Takahishi Naohito uh, he did the key animation on Berserk the 97 version. The bad version? Gotcha. He was the director of Two Heart. And something tells me he didn't really know what he was doing <laughs> in the director's role. Otherwise, he was just going with the flow. That's what I took <laughs> from it. He got that, you know what, fuck it going on. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I like a paycheck. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I like money a lot. Sure. Do you like money? I like oh, money. Oh, you do too? What a coincidence. We'll get along swimmingly. <laughs> What's this anime? Oh, it's based off a porn game? Excellent. <laughs> cool. You're full of shit, JD. Cool. Nobody that works in the anime industry likes money. Clearly. Well, that's true. It's very clear. <laughs> well, the 90s were weird times, Tori. Come on. <laughs> that's also true. Uh, Someone got a, so a kinda... whip and whipped him. <laughs> Go to work. Here, have too hot. Make Say... this shit. <laughs> We got ourselves an X-rated. We got ourselves an X-rated game here, and I just did the key animation on Berserk. I think I know something about whipping people in the shape. (laughs) Maybe just whipping people. Uh, Whipping people in general. Just whipping. He says a general rule. All right, so I'll 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 kind of start us off on how how this show uh, truly just just ropes us all in into this enthralling deep narrative. Uh, it introduces us a reason to uh, why Akari loves Hiro- Hirayuki, Hiroyuki, uh, with a flashback to when they were kids and he was picking up her books and it was raining. No, he didn't pick up her books. Really, uh... He just kind of stared at them. 
Yeah, he kind of <laughs> told her to pick. Them this up. is your fault, yeah. you dumbass. Pick that shit up. Why'd you do this? And for some reason, she just immediately uh, doesn't leave his side, and it was smitten, until... smitten with his honesty. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> she's your, what what I got was she was she's the typical anime female with unrequited love uh, that doesn't know she's in love until she hits puberty. <laughs> Oh well, yeah. no, she she only have a a very healthy obsession with a guy. You know, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nope. Then we as have well Hirayuki, who's your standard do-gooder anime male, and his quirk is he's lazy, just a bit. He's such a cock. <laughs> that's 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 his whole character you know uh i was i was trying to come when i was watching this i'm comparing him to a couple other characters uh and that would be haruhi suzumiya that dude where he's an all-around oh, do-gooder no. and his quirk is sarcasm kion fuck off kion is much better kion is much better yeah kion he gets much. way less of a shit <laughs> <laughs> well yeah his his quirk is the the sarcastic bullshitter basically uh but it was it was very similar. I thought it was very bare bones male character. Um, but to be fair, this was in '99, so it was way before any of that became normalcy. Bakyo eighty is the best ever. Ah. Ah. So, so basically, episode one, it, the entire episode is set in the classroom, and they're all getting new seats in class. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, and basically. we get to meet Shiho. Which is Akari's high energy friend, who of course develops a crush on Hiroyuki. No, her entire no purpose kidding. is to tell you how much other girls like him. That's her entire purpose. Yeah. Oh, she also develops a crush on him eventually. Eventually, it's eventually. Yeah. Every everything is very just okay. New girl. Well, she'll develop a crush on him too. Will we go into it? Nah. Next episode, new girl. <laughs> nah, not really. <laughs> Do you want then to see more? Two. Play the visual novel. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. But then we get episode two. Uh, we meet a girl who's kind three. of rich. She three, likes practicing three episode witchcraft. Three, yeah. episode, kind of episode, rich. Episode two is forgettable. <laughs> it's they going to yeah, a episode show. Episode two was literally nothing. <laughs> yeah, two, it's, it's nothing. The rich girl. The rich girl shows up, like, we see the rich girl for the first time in episode 2, and, like, as she is just walking by and goes into her limo, that's about it. And then episode 3 is when we actually get to meet her. But this is where I noticed, uh, the enemy uses a lot of the panning screens, and it's very jerky. It's not smooth at all. And it's, yeah, the, it's whole an- the whole anime is like that, too. Uh, mm. especially when you see people walking, they don't they don't really walk. They jerk. They frame jerk. You know, like <laughs> it's almost like playing a video game, and it's and it's lagging. You're just like, whoa, okay, now they're there. Now their legs there. Now it doesn't. It's not smooth at all. Not all the in between frames are in place. It's very odd. But the show does give a very uh, calm feeling to it. If I could take it away, because there's no music playing. That's for sure. And if there is, it's mm-hmm. it's music you've heard from other things in the past. You'd have to listen. You'd have to watch the show to understand what I'm referring to. But there's no like actual OST or anything. Um, 
And each one of the girls that Hiroyuki meets in every episode has their own kind of quirk about them. And sticking with Witchcraft Girl, she talks so quiet that Hiroyuki literally repeats everything she says in question form for affirmation. I think she's she's a very interesting character because she doesn't talk and I think it's interesting to see it's one of the tropes that kind of the industry the industry got rid of. It wasn't working. Uh, <laughs> a character that Gee, basically I why. Yeah, a character that basically doesn't talk. Firstly, you're spending money with a voice actress that doesn't even do a job, a proper job. Second of all, uh, it's just dumb to have the main character repeating every every single phrase again. So we don't see that character anymore. So, Joe. Yes. Since this is an episodic anime, Mm -hmm. every episode we meet a girl until about episode 8, we don't get really any story. Correct. I think it's your turn to rant about the show. <laughs> because we can't really dive into any character building or anything. It's just, let's rant about it. What <laughs> about the fo- the blonde foreign chick? I can't. The robot and the... I can't even... I can't even really rant on the show. It's It's so unoffensively nothing when I was watching it that I just... I couldn't care. I... <laughs> I don't have the ability to care less about what was going on in the series because it's actually nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's basically the only way to put it. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, It was just, oh, new girl. Oh, okay, what's her quirk? Oh, she doesn't talk. Well, who cares? Okay, next. There was no, there's no time. The only girl you know anything about is Akari, and you know... You have just no idea why it's not just an open and shut thing. Like, yeah, he's going to date her. Well, why do you think? What do you mean, why do I think? Have you, have you seen her? She's the only one here. She's the only one who Can has a list? fucking shot. Can we list the reasons why she's fucking perfect? <laughs> Mostly just because she's perfect. There you go, I did it. I'm the best. She is Well, she is perfect. She is cooking. She cleans. She is basically... She is basically fucking the main character's wife anyways, even though they're not in a relationship, but she's basically... And just to make it, keep it completely, like, seal the deal at the end, to basically make sure that you understand that she is best girl. She is even okay with, with being in a relationship with him and another girl, primarily the robot, but, you know, she is still cool with that. So yeah, I'm that was, that was in the like, later, so, uh, later half, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm just in there going like, okay, so, again, where's the drawback? Why, why, why haven't you done anything yet? Why haven't you just married this girl? Yeah, what's what's the <laughs> where's, problem? Where's the negative? <laughs> what's the problem? Where is it? <laughs> uh, okay, well, Tori, go on with your rent. Yeah, well, I mean, for uh, for me, like I said, I watched this show at double speed so that I could actually stand watching this because, <laughs> god damn it, I couldn't. Wa- I would have never been able to watch this at normal speed. So, uh, I don't really have much to say on animation or anything like that, because, well, as you can imagine, that looks very weird at double speed. <laughs> uh, and the voices and stuff like that. However, tick, 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 I'm tick, just tick, sitting tick. there, <laughs> I'm sitting there seeing, like, you know, basically every uh, every trope imaginable appear. The robot maid, that, the, like, who's also ditzy, because of course she has to be. 
he can't do anything, right? So everybody feels sorry for her. I do you want to go into that chick. robot? Oh my you God. have the yeah, <laughs> all this basically stuff that we've all seen in other shows as well. I'm not necessarily going to say before, even though I think you have seen a lot of these before. But um, yeah, to me, too hard is like the it's the blueprint for how not to adapt uh, a dating sim, right? Because it's like, there are way too many characters, way too few, uh, like, there are way too many characters to hit on all of them. Way too few episodes to do it, because you, you're you not going to be able to get anything out of it. He's basically going to go up and, like he does with the silent girls, go up and, I got dirt on you, and smack her on the ass. <laughs> and, like, stuff. <laughs> that is essentially how the, show, how the show is. And, just to make matters worse, it also decides to, we have so good time that let's just add pointless episodes such as that episode where we went to the fucking like uh, amusement park or whatever. What? Like, oh, they hit they hit all the places. Yeah. And if it I happened during the to school me, year, you were getting an episode with a new girl in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but to me this show was just straight up like like Sampa said, it was nothing. And it was pissing me off because I was just seeing girls as like, you should totally care about this person. And it all just kind of sums up at the end when they have that Christmas party where everyone's invited and people start showing up and it's like, hi. And then you have to make sure that they introduce everyone by name because you probably don't know who any of these girls are. You don't remember them. That was forever ago. Do you remember the blonde chick? She was in episode one. <laughs> Do you remember this chick? She was in episode three. Like, it's just like, nope. No, I have no idea who you are. No, I don't remember you. No, I don't remember you. <laughs> it's, oh, and Akari can't come, but she can eventually. She does eventually show up. And it's like, oh, I remember her. And then they have their moment and they hug and yeah. Well, it was really <laughs> funny how we make fun of animes that go through the girls getting illness stricken. There were episodes dedicated to a single character getting just put down with a cold. <laughs> They're just done for days and days. They can't move. All the characters are like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like it's like if you get a cold in Japan, all of a sudden you have sepsis. Oh, it's so it was. <laughs> 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 when I'm watching when I was watching and I go, of course, the characters are sick. Oh, they caught their cold, even though they didn't really hang out with each other. Oh, all right. Or any other character? <laughs> nope, they're just sick. Cool, that's fine. <laughs> well, on uh, on Tori's topic of uh, this is the wrong way to adapt, I feel like there's not really many options when it comes to adapting a dating sim like this. You can either choose one route and do it the fate method, where it's like, you know, this is the fate yes. route, this is unlimited blade works, <laughs> this is heaven's field, well, and that is it. Or you can do the uh, Amagami SS route, where it's like, alright, we're going to do two episodes of character, and it's going to be clearly defined that this is their arc. Two episodes later, we're going to reset. This is this person's arc. We're going to reset. This is this one. And you just keep going. But you can't do it in 13 episodes for 10 fucking characters. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly my point, right? I agree. I think that I think the Amagami SS is probably one of the better ways to do it because it allows everybody to shine. I, mean, I understand not everybody likes it because of the hard reset. But, you know, that aside, I think it's the best way to, like, make sure that every character gets their spot, uh, their spot, uh, like, uh, spot in the limelight. The problem is, like you like you said, you cannot do ten characters in thirteen episodes. You barely have time to meet them, and even then, you only really get to like where tropes come in, where tropes are bad, because you only really get to understand them by their trope, by their basics. Like, oh, you have the you have like the girl, and she's into like uh, 
uh, what's, what's it called? Like the oh, a karate. What was it? Oh, oh MMA to the uh, extreme fighting. Yeah, extreme. Yeah, MMA. Extreme fighting. Like <laughs> <potential>, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what they. Yeah, that's, that's, potential, right? Hey, that's what she called it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like and then you have, like, with, the blo- with the blonde <laughs> chick that I keep referring to, right? Which is like she is the. Um, Foreign girl. I don't, did she they ever actually have a conversation? I don't even remember. Uh, I, like, no, she just kind of have two like or three conversations. <laughs> yeah, a couple sentences maybe, but like that's the point, right? There, nothing. There's nothing to the characters. They're literally just like appearance, and that is all. And it's like, okay, I understand. They're not like the the show. Obviously, tries very hard to make sure that you understand that the actor is the choice the only one right because it doesn't really want to get into like trying to start a relationship with anybody else or for fuck's sake the show doesn't even really start a relationship with anyone but you know it's kind of mostly making sure that it has its three main characters which which are the ones that have like the most going on around them which is you know the male character and Akari and the um Shiho there's Masa she- uh, Masa right. she's there <laughs> yeah I don't even remember who that is. <laughs> so, it's uh, the other no. guy. The one you you asked if there was a, a Yaoi route. No? Can I just <sighs> say that I do not even... <laughs> I do not even remember that guy. So, okay. There's apparently another guy in this show. I don't even remember that. See? <laughs> That's what this show's done to me. <laughs> I can't be asked. I really, really dislike this show. <laughs> Can I start Hickey, mine? Uh, since yeah, you can you can yeah. go you can go. Yeah, I think like Tori said, this is a show that that is a very good example of how to not accept, uh, how to not adapt stuff. Not only how uh, not how to adapt stuff, but uh, it's a it's an example of choosing well what the fucking show you're gonna to uh, do. Uh, you guys are talking a lot about the characters, and there's no time for any of them. It's basically, did you like to grow? Okay, go play the visual novel because you can see more of this of that grow. Uh, the animation it didn't age well; it's not good. Uh, Hiroyuki, he's just there. He's he's just doing the normal stuff, I guess. He, he does every day, which is going around helping girls and stuff like that. Like, not they even fail going around to show every single one of the girls. They fail at it. Uh, because you guys are talking about with uh, the foreign girl, which is Lemmy. She's a support character. Like every single one of those characters should be just a support character that com- from time to time comes and talks with the main character. But there's also another character which in the game is a root, and that is Zayaka. She's the, s- the young sister of the-, the quiet senpai. Do you guys remember when she appeared? Nope. She nope. appears during the, ah. the extreme match. The extreme martial uh, arts match. She's that girl that kind oh, of she... mediates. Oh. She's one. Oh, okay. She's a root as well. She appears for like 10 minutes at most. And so they, they even fail oh, to show every single one of the roots. If they didn't spend much time doing useless shit. Uh, just like going to a show, a concert, and going to a park, I think they would at least have shown every single one of the girls. But even that, they they failed. The music's non-existent. Oh, it was so bad. 
Like, I don't know who had the great idea of putting 10 characters and try to develop every single one of them in 13 episodes. Just to end with a big nothing. Because Hiroyuki didn't end up with Akari. Uh, Shiho didn't uh, tell anyone that she liked uh, Hiroyuki. Masashi's just there. He's just a normal guy. He's the last... He's, the, he's more of a victim than a, a, a character. He's just getting around and doesn't talk much. <laughs> senpai, uh, quiet senpai, is a throw. It's a trope that got rid of the industry. Got rid of. Uh, Kotoni, which is the girl who can see the future, is also a a trope that got rid of. Uh, she's the pessimix, the pessimix to one. I thought Masashi was gonna break his leg or something like that. Yeah, during the soccer match, she... she yes. Yet she somehow we kept Sundere. Ugh. Ryu, that, that, Ryu that, is best girl, in my, in my opinion. Ryu is best girl, in my, my opinion, but she doesn't have a time to shine because the 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 anime keeps pushing Akari into Hiroyuki. And I think the game is actually Translation, like she has the best H scene. Oh shit! <laughs> no, I didn't play the game. Uh, Expose if, him. If it, if 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 too hot two is close to too hot one, uh, there's a character in too hot two that is exactly like Akari. She's the character that goes and wakes you up every single day. The game makes sure to push you to that girl, and it doesn't let go. Like, since I liked Incho, I, I said, no, I'm not going to interact with this girl. I'm going to interact with Incho. And the game punished me because every single character started uh, bad-mouthing me, saying I was a jerk because I let a girl waiting for me in the school gate. Probably the game, the, the two hot one, did the same thing with Vakari. Uh, if you don't go Vakari wrote you a jerk, and you let this girl that really liked you every single uh, your childhood, but she never told anyone uh, it makes you feel like a jerk it is it was a very stupid idea to say the least uh, but still I need to give this anime some regards because it was very famous when it came out it was very uh, high praised I wouldn't say high praised but high referenced until 2007 uh, especially in 2007, the Famitsu, which is a game magazine in Japan, made a a vote and and asked to the to the readers which games were the best uh, dating sims. And Too Hard was in 19th, I think, or 20th, one of one of them. So it's like in the the list of best of all time, you know. It, it had a lot of references. Lucky Star is an anime with high, uh, with a lot of reference to True Heart. It influenced uh, a lot of modern, modern dating scenes such as Amagami SS Photocano, uh, especially the ones that come from uh, consoles, not for not much for PC. So it has its merit methods. The game has its merits. The anime, it's forgettable. I'm pretty sure the the references they also come from the the game. Playing Too Hard 2, X rated of course. I can see it's a good game. I can see it's good writing. I can see they delve into each one of the girls very well. And if Too Hard 1 was just like that, 
it is a shame that it has such a bad anime to make market to it. Because I wouldn't play the game. I wouldn't play Too Hot One. If I watched this anime, I wanted to go, well, I don't like these characters. I don't like how the story is making. Uh, is going. I don't like Hiroyuki because Hiroyuki doesn't do shit. Although the synopsis says, oh, he doesn't like to study, but he's very interested in loving, like in love. No, he's not. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about anything. So it, it is very unfortunate that a good game, a good vision of game, has such a bad anime to make advertisement to it. Welcome to the Type Moon fan base. <sighs> <laughs> the type no fan. So there are definitely some things I want to I want to bring up when I was watching it. There I I do see I'm going to play kind of the the opposite of Joe and Tori here on on their take. No, I didn't quite enjoy it, but I do see uh, Hickey. I do see exactly what you were saying with yeah the the this anime and the game set a standard for years to come in the industry whether it was dating sims or anime uh when i was watching this i thought i was watching uh something that predates love hina honestly it reminded me a lot of it a lot of similar elements uh yeah uh so if i was 12 watching this (laughs) the same time i was watching love hina i probably would have enjoyed the show as much as i did love hina no it's not good but i would have been more interested in it because well puberty reasons Ooh, look <laughs> at all the girls could i be that character could i get all those girls ha 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 oh no find the game online what is that oh shit there's some penetration going on <laughs> Best of all. yeah so pu- puberty puberty jd would have been all over this game and the anime probably uh, the other side is I can definitely see a lot of the influences in, as everyone's brought up, Amagami SS. Uh, I saw the my biggest comparison I kept going back to besides Love Unit was Clanad, the very first, not After Story, but Clanad itself, where yeah, it's about as bad as Clanad. <laughs> well, it's, it's about as it's about as nothing as it. Too hard is not it, that. The bad. only difference is Clanad had the specific arcs to characters while Two Heart just had a single epi- a singular episode. I'd like to point out that I scored Two Heart higher than Clanad. <laughs> Bring my hate. Bring it. Well, there was nothing there was nothing in Two Heart to make anyone say it was it was appalling. You know, there was no, there was no, there was no story, there was no story there to begin with to make you go, wow, that was shitty. There was no... <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Wait. Well, to anyone, you know, well, to anyone that understands okay, what I'm... making excuses. To anyone that understands what I'm going to say is, uh, this show was such a hard five that it's a three. It's so incredibly average that I just couldn't enjoy it. Well, that, yeah, that, that's kind of where I was, I was leading into, because you ask a lot of people... Uh, could you go? Could you technically go almost the entire first season of Clannad, watch episode maybe one through three, and then the last one, and get the gist? Shit, in Two Heart, you could watch episode one and then jump to episode thirteen. You watch. You'd know exactly. <laughs> you'd know exactly what happened. You could watch Nothing. episode one, any other episode, and then the final episode, and there you go. You might get something out of that little arc at the end with the robot character just because it shows 
Akari going, oh, he could possibly like another girl besides me at some point down the line. And I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that as long as he pays attention to me. Which is really dumb. <laughs> no. Only one of them can bear children, JD. It's fine. Oh, um, well, yeah. <laughs> Once you get illness-stricken, you can't bear children anymore. <laughs> Gotta get him out of here. Why? She's the mistress. <laughs> yeah. That's why they go after Maybe the she was okay. Be, Japan, maybe she was okay. <laughs> maybe Akari was okay with him getting with Robot Girl because he, he knows, well, when he wants children, he'll come to me. <laughs> and that means two things. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know what else more we could say about it. Uh, Joe, you said it best. It's so average that you can't really enjoy anything about it. Um, this really brings the other aspect to what Two Heart brings, and that's who's best girl. And that's really become a thing in the last whatever amount of years in the anime industry. Who's best girl in a show that just is dedicated to a bunch of females in an anime. And personally, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I might, in fact, I'll probably hurt some feelings here, but I think it's very juvenile to watch something and just say, oh, I like it because I now say this is best girl. I think that's a very juvenile way of watching something. Anybody? No, well, it is juvenile, but that's what makes it fun. Yeah, Does it, it make it fun for certain? Sure. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> Does it make fun, it less though. juvenile? I don't think so. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I argue with people, it's, it's, so. It's a juvenile fun. When a show is not good, when a show is failing so hard, sometimes uh, you need to bring up some discussion. And <laughs> Basque Rose is a good discussion. Maybe that's all you have. For example, Rio's Basque Rose. All right, this, well, how about... In this, in this anime, and you guys are saying Sakari, but... I like Ryu. All right, so 12-year-old JD's here. Uh, who's best girl in Two Heart? <laughs> it's Akari, and it's not a contest. The only girl it's Ryu. in Two Heart. Yes, Akari. It's Ryu. It's Ryu. Multi is very dumb, Don't... isn't it? Who the fuck is Ryu? <laughs> it's the girl, the girl with the newspaper. Yeah, it's the girl with the newspaper that was selling newspapers. Yeah. He's afraid of dogs. <laughs> Welcome to Japan. Everyone's afraid of dogs. Uh, well, I'm going with Shio. Really? She actually had a personality. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, his favorite girl in Mangatari is a guy, so. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Top spook. <laughs> so that's that. I mean. What what more is there to say about this? Uh, I want I want to know everyone's everyone's scores now. Three dropped. Three. I gave it a four. I also gave it a four. After all that, so, we agree. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. After all that, I was I was actually thinking, Hickey, you were going to really enjoy the show since what? you recommended no. it. But <laughs> why did you make you us recommended something like this? Why because did you? I, why I, would I you thought, do this to us? Because I thought it would be fun. Simply uh, like that. <laughs> what, and it what was. Why was this fun? <laughs> it was awful. I know. See, that's because I I said it. Look at your reaction. Oh, okay, I, I, <laughs> if you would have been here. I would have strangled you. 
I don't even care that you're <laughs> If you want 6,000 miles away from me. <laughs> I'm doing this triangle yeah. gesture right now. But no, uh, I gave it a 4 because uh, the game and this show, unfortunately, was very important in 2010. So it's always good to remember the dad, first of all. And second of mm -hmm. all, uh, I gave it a 4 because can I need can I recommend the show? Sure, if you want to know what is what a bad adaptation is, but I think there are uh, better anime, better heroin animes, better visual novel adaptations, and you know better dating seem like shows from the same time. Fuck, and I would even to, call it a harem because he just meets women. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you can go out and and meet someone you. <laughs> Walks around, gives out. Female, it doesn't mean it's gonna be a harem in my life. Walks around, gives out like pets. <laughs> like you said, JD, oh, you have, for example, Lord. Love Hina. Love Hina is it's from two thousands, and it's a way better show than Too Hard. You have shows from. Uh, I don't know about that much. Oh come on, it's better than Too Hard. You you don't need to try that hard to be to, Why, to be better they, than Too because Hard because they they had. Why? Because they had the balls to have etchy elements in it. <laughs> I guess. Yes. <laughs> so if if we ex something actually happened, <laughs> so yeah, something yeah, to true. Art. <laughs> if we can extend the time period to up to 2003, 2004, you have a lot of better shows than this one. So if you if you're bored one day and and want to know what happened. And want to know what a bad uh, a bad adaptation is? Sure, go watch Too Hard. But if not, I advise you to go try and find uh, the first game or the second game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm in I'm in kind of an agreement with you, Hickey, with why I also gave it a four, and it had it has a lot to do with uh, where where and what it did in history. So that kind of constituted why it didn't get a three. <laughs> <laughs> the game did that, not the anime. The yeah. anime did no, nothing. The, the anime was very popular when it came out, apparently. Uh, yeah, because and, it's a popular well, game. Be, well, because of the game, and this, and it did set groundwork for a lot of uh, adaptation anime and dating sims that we see today. So at least that was enough to constitute it away from a three to. But it didn't. It to me, it didn't do because it was a, still a bad adaptation. It wasn't even average to me, so it, it fell right in that middle point. Of bad. Of Yeah, it's bad. Yep. I, I, I honestly, uh, yeah, as Hickey said, if you want to know what a bad adaptation is, and <laughs> get your get your your baseline, <laughs> then you can watch Too Hard. Otherwise, I don't, I don't recommend it, honestly. Watch Fate Stay Night by Studio Dean to know what a bad adaptation is. Well, they don't ever compare. What are you talking about? I prefer, I I prefer watching the Studio Dean's Fate Stay Night a thousand times than fucking too hard again. <laughs> well, then why did you recommend it, you bastard? Because I think it would be funny, and I have the time of my life right now. Uh, yeah, That's I think bad. Hickey quite enjoyed us uh, bitching about it. Yeah. Yeah, I Hickey's never recommending an anime again. That's hey, fine. I I recommend it. I'm not here for. Wait. Wait, I recommend the Goku, the Midnight Eye, and I recommend the Diary of Anne Frank. If you guys are listening it, yeah, okay. uh, think we should do it, <laughs> please leave a comment or something like that. Oh no! Yes. So that is that is definitely something to bring up. So our next episode, 
uh, is recommended by a by a Brazilian viewer, yes. and that would be Sailor Moon. And our topic is actually gonna uh, was actually recommended by another listener. I said viewer by accident. I apologize. Uh, another listener, and that would be uh, being that it's you know summer's coming co- to a close here. Um, everyone's going back to school. So, what anime do you constitute with summer? What was your summers like in anime? That was uh, a topic brought to us by a listener called Meowth Nine Hundred. I believe that's the at the end. Anyways, she's got her own podcast as well, uh, the Something Something Podcast. So we're gonna we're gonna take her recommendation for the topic and utilize that with the Sailor Moon and Hickey uh, Joe. You're not gonna be here for that one, correct? That is correct. Okay. So Tori, you're watching the original. Hickey, you've probably seen both the original and the remake of Crystal, correct? Uh, I dropped Crystal, <laughs> but I'm I'm rewatching okay. the wow. the original one, and I plan to to watch the the Crystal as well. Okay, so I, I read rec- a manga. <laughs> not, not I've, I've seen either. I've seen the original quite a few times. So what I'm doing is uh, I haven't seen the remake yet. So I'm actually going to watch Crystal here, uh, and so we can get a little compare and contrast going as well as as well as talk about the the original. So if you want to send us recommendations or topic themes or 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 shows to to watch it that are as good as two hearts i guess please no <laughs> and it's also our please discord for birthday. a little bit oh, Bob. please send us the shittiest can... anime you can think of yeah you can yeah, uh probably good then joe is it all right if people uh dm you for the discord to join us that's fine dm you on twitter yeah. and your what's your twitter handle at full underscore lax all right if you see a picture of ray that'd be me and if you want to join us in talking about summer anime or just topics in general, you can go to our Mal group page, our Mal Anime List group page, www.cast, Worldwide Weebcast, Redleaf Retrocast. You can find us on there. Uh, you can also DM us for the link. It's also uh, pinned on my Twitter page, which is at BowlingGD. JD. GD. BowlingJD. And you can find the podcast again at all sorts of different avenues, whether it be iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio. Which is the best one. Uh, TuneIn Radio. Yeah, a lot of people on, on Stitcher, apparently. <laughs> uh, if you pers- if you prefer going uh, the YouTube streaming out uh, outlet, that would be at Moosenspiel and Vidme. To, I also put the uh, podcast on there. So there's a whole plethora of places you can get it. Um, we got a next... Three or four podcasts actually lined up based on recommendations, so we'll kind of hit those one at a time. Uh, we got a good episode ten. It's still going to be Evangelion. That's on the plate, one hundred percent. No changing that. Sadly, Joe can't make it to that one. Yeah, good stuff. Go Shinji, get in the robot. Your dad loves you. Get in the robot. Oh boy. Oh. So anybody got some got some last words? I'm kind of out. No. Two Heart was bad. Two Heart was bad. The oh. anime of Two Heart 2 <laughs> got licensed, so wait. They're going to release it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Hickey, how are you enjoying the fate, not the end? 
I still for fo- I'm still following Torsak for some reason. <laughs> I'm, I'm still uh, in the prologue. I don't have a lot of time to play it. I'm gonna play a little more today. It's almost like you're doing See, a fucking thesis. Speaking of VNs, <laughs> Hickey, do you know if the Two Heart game on the PlayStation came out in the West or is it only in the East? I'm not sure. I don't think it, it never came out on on the West. Right, I know in Japan. Right. In Japan, you can still find some copies from the the PlayStation game, but it's okay. it's kind of difficult to find it. Everything is available on the internet. Yeah. 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 Well, not, I don't want to have to translate an entire game. I already did that with Snatcher, and that's an actual interesting story. Well, there's probably <laughs> I, there's almost certainly translated. Yeah. You can, yeah. You well, can I mean, find that's the only way to get easily. fate. So. You can find Too Hard Too easily in the internet. The first game, I, I didn't look that up, like, very deep. But it's it's kind of difficult to find. Alright, well, that's good to know, I guess. <laughs> it's probably on the... Uh... Alright. Well, this has been the Too Heart episode <laughs> with lots of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next time for Sailor Moon and Anime Summer. So, two heart-ending music, take us out. <laughs>